Hello, I'm Josh Witt. Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Episode 2, American University. I didn't watch it. Hey, enough people listened to episode one, so thank you for listening. We're going to keep doing this, we being me. Uh, looked at the numbers. This podcast is one, is one of the top 150 West Virginia basketball podcasts on the Apple Podcast app. So I'm really excited about that. Credit to those of you who are listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the first episode. You can reach me at Instagram, at Burning Springs. You can also email me, unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. Big news this week on Apple Podcast app, on Google Play. Thank you to the Anchor app for that. So, getting out there. Uh, West Virginia University wins by 34 tonight against American University. As I mentioned, didn't watch. And guess what? Doesn't matter. Didn't watch the game? Going to watch it when I get home. Out of town? Didn't watch it? Guess what? Doesn't matter. Key stretch of the game. First eight minutes of the second half. West Virginia was up by 11 at halftime. 12 minutes to go in the second half. They were up by 30, accentuated by Javon Carter and one. But as I mentioned, you can't learn anything from a game like this. Didn't learn much from the A&M game because of out of the country, played at midnight, got out of hand, first game, lots of young guys. So a game like this is kind of the opposite where have more talent. And really, you can only learn about the team in a game like this if the game is close or if somehow they manage to lose against an American or a Morgan State or a Wheeling Jesuit. That's when you learn something and you learn that the team is terrible. If they win by 30, does that mean that West Virginia is good? Not really. So we don't have a lot of games on the schedule this year of games where we're not going to learn anything unless we lose. But this was definitely one of them. The good from this game, shot much better than the first game, shot 51% from the field. Cut down the turnovers, only seven turnovers. Again, that speaks to who West Virginia was playing against. And the breakout star was freshman neck tattoo Teddy Allen. 14 points, 4 rebounds. So good stat line for Teddy. The bad, 6th man Chase Harler. No points. No field goals attempted. Hey Chase, you're a West Virginia guy. I'm pulling for you, bro. But rough start to the season. Um... Javon Carter had to play 33 minutes against American University. That's not great. Should be out of hand sooner than that on these games where West Virginia is playing a lesser opponent. Carter's going to need all the rest that he can get. Gets, get. So to play 33 minutes 
that's a little high. And then the key thing that people who watched the game noticed was no Sags Kanate. Now, this is a Huggins trick that he does at the beginning of seasons. Send a message to one of the players. We'll sit him. I think he did that to Ahmad either last year or the year before. What was the message to Kanate sitting him out this game? Could have been, don't elbow people in the head. I think after the game, his comments were that Kanate wasn't in sync with the team. No major worry, but the one thing that we can garner from this is that, and this is a hot take, so be prepared, Kanate is a knucklehead. More thoughts after this. As I mentioned a few seconds ago, Kanate is a knucklehead, but he's a lovable knucklehead. I am rooting for Sags Kanate. I think he's a good player. We need him to be good this season, especially with all the young guys, and he's one of them. But he's definitely a knucklehead. Huggins had to sit him out. He can say whatever reason, but it was because he's a knucklehead, and he is in a line of lovable knuckleheads that Huggins has brought to West Virginia University in his tenure. My favorite, Jonathan Holton. He was my favorite, 100% knucklehead. He was kind of goofy, but loved him. One of my favorite players for West Virginia. Again, I didn't watch the game, so my random thought this time for episode two is a observation of these handful of games during the season that end up on the AT&T Sports Network. Used to be Fox, Fox Sports Pittsburgh, Root Sports, DirecTV Sports. Now it's AT&T Sports Network. And besides the game, the best part of these games that end up on, on DirecTV is like channel 659 are the local commercials. It's just a gold mine of unintentional comedy. The runner-up of these kind of commercials is the Bob Huggins walks through a convenience store. <laughs> commercials. Uh, well, you know, you got your gas and groceries and... Ooh, there's Starburst, bottle of water, some Boston baked beans. You can get all that stuff here at Little General Store. So come on down. I mean, that's a terrible Bob Huggins impression, but you're going to hear it a bunch. That's the runner-up. My favorite is the commercial, and I hope it played in the American game, is the Twin Lawyers commercial. There's these guys from Pittsburgh... Identical twins. There's another guy, too. They take on personal injury cases. And the commercial is amazing. I will put this on my Instagram feed, at Burning Springs. Again, identical twins. There's a part in the commercial where they do the synchronized turn to the camera with their arms crossed. Because they're tough and they're going to fight for you. And it, I can't, <laughs> I can't hold it together. It's amazing. Now, the other guy that's not a twin, he started college at 15. So you know he's a good lawyer. 
besides the synchronized turns of the camera, my favorite part of this commercial is it's so weird. There's an empty wheelchair going down the street, and that is a visual for other injury cases that are not a car wreck or a dog bite. And it's kind of creepy, but um, maybe just out of nerves, it makes me laugh. So I hope that I see that commercial this season for the games that end up on AT&T Sports Network. Because it is, it does, I, I rewind it on my DVR and watch it over and over again. It's absolutely hilarious to me. Maybe you won't find it funny, but I enjoy it. Those are the random thoughts coming up next. Some final thoughts for episode two. Some final thoughts on episode two. I did get some feedback since the last episode. Some questions. I'm going to answer those questions now. One of the questions, how old is Javon Carter? This person thought he was in his late 30s. Maybe because of his receding hairline. I've never said anything about his hairline. Uh, But actually, he is not in his late 30s. He's actually in his early 20s. So, good question. I don't know if that was a good question or not. But definitely in his early 20s. The other question from the same person. Does a neck tattoo correlate to playing basketball well? This question in reference to neck tattoo Teddy Allen. The short answer is no. There's no correlation between neck tattoos and playing basketball well. However, it did get me thinking about if there was a neck tattoo all-star team, who would be the starting five? And here's the five that I came up with. At the guard position, Delonte West... And then the other guard, the captain of the team, Allen Iverson. Two great guards, both with neck tattoos. I'm, I don't know how great Delonte West was. He had his moments. The two forwards, one is a Huggins basketball player, Kenyon Martin, with the gigantic lips on the neck that turned into something else. And uh, there's a story on that, and I don't know what that is. Don't want to know. The other forward, Matt Barnes. And then at center, rounding out the team, uh, the neck tattoo all-stars starters, is Chris Anderson, Birdman. So I think that's a strong starting five. If I miss somebody, let me know. Shoot me an email, unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. The third question, this came from Facebook, will WVU make the NCAA tournament? Um, I don't have a hot take here. I don't know. I think they should make the NCAA tournament. I do believe that they are, with limited knowledge, in the top half of the Big 12 conference. And I think if you're in the top half of that conference, you're good enough to be qualified for the NCAA tournament but it's too early to tell you know an injury here or there especially to a certain senior guard that somebody wondered if he was in his late 30s uh, then 
WVU is not making the tournament in a, in a situation like that. I think they should. Too early to tell. Let's see after and during the gruesome Big 12 schedule. Okay, next I'm going to read all the emails that you all sent to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. Here we go. Okay, those are the emails for unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. Keep sending those emails, folks. I, li- I read every single one of them. And that's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on anchor.fm slash unreasonable doubt. Again, we're on Apple Music and Google Play now. So please subscribe, rate the podcast five stars, leave a review. I heard those are good things to do. I uh, did get some reviews. I left one of the reviews candidly, but there was people other than me that left the review. Already got a four star review. Hey, everybody. Don't do that. Give a five-star review. Say terrible things. Be honest. Critique me. But give it five stars. Don't give it four stars or one star. Give it five stars. Say whatever you want in the comments. Give it five stars. That's it. I'm Josh Witt. The next game for West Virginia is Saturday at home against Morgan State. Until then, this has been Unreasonable Doubt. West Virginia University is one and one.